Before we start today's podcast, the Truth About Aging wish to acknowledge that this episode has been recorded on the traditional lands of the Ghana people. We pay our deepest respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We acknowledge the Ghana people as the custodians of the Adelaide region and that their cultural and heritage beliefs are still as important to the living Ghana people today. everyone and welcome to the Truth About Aging podcast. I'm your host, Kate Helmore. Each week we'll be unpacking your questions about the aged care sector, discussing how to age well, grow old and make informed decisions. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Truth About Aging podcast. We are on episode three, which I am incredibly excited about. And I really just wanted to say above everything, thank you so much for all the beautiful love and support we've received so far. The number of people that have been sharing the podcast and sending me beautiful messages and comments about it has just been quite overwhelming and much more than I had ever anticipated. So I really want to thank you all for getting around it and sharing it. I always had a suspicion that this was a bit of a gap in the market and that people really wanted a bit more information about this, but to hear it resonate with so many people is just such a lovely feeling because it just so closely aligns with what I want this podcast to be and how I can help educate people out in the community. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, If you are enjoying, I'll be so cheeky to ask that you do give us a rating or leave us a review. Uh, It does really help grow the podcast and help other people see us so that we can spread this message even further. So today is a quick tip episode and we're going to be focusing on applying to My Aged Care. So as we touched on in the last episode, My Aged Care is the central contact point for all aged care services in Australia, whether you're looking at home care, at moving into a residential facility, any kind of aged care in Australia goes through the central point of My Aged Care. So I'll give you their details up the top just so that you've got it, but please know there are going to be a number of resources that come out alongside this episode that will have it on there as well. So you can find them at myagedcare.gov.au. Or you can also contact them on 1800 200 422. So today I've got five tips in terms of applying for my age care. Tip one, have a conversation. So this one is relevant for whether you're a family member that's trying to support your loved one, or if you're the individual themselves that needs some help and don't really know where to start, have a conversation. It's not uncommon and so often I see people avoiding conversations about aging and I fully appreciate why, particularly if it's your own mum or dad or grandma or nonno, you don't want to acknowledge that they're aging and that things are becoming harder for them and also that they're not going to be around forever. It can be quite a confronting conversation to have. However, I think it's integral that we normalize these discussions because the reality is it's happening, they're experiencing it, and 
they can often feel really alone in that experience. Whilst they might have friends or neighbors that they can discuss it with and that they can relate to on it, having their family and close friends really understand and appreciate what they're going through can be a really integral part of their own mental and emotional well-being. So this conversation might look different for different people, but I'd encourage you just to start the conversation with a really genuine, kind, curious, how are you? How are you coping with aging? What are some of the challenges that you face? What's really important to you as you age? How can we as a, as a family, as a neighborhood, as a community, as your doctor, how can we support you as you're aging? And I think as uncomfortable as that conversation may feel, I've been quite shocked. And one of the biggest things I've learned in my time is how open people are to that conversation. Even some clients that I never thought would want to discuss those kinds of things that are generally quite closed off. When it comes to the end of their life and how they want that to look, it's so incredibly important to them. And to have someone who genuinely wants to know what they want that experience to be like and how they can be supported at that time is such a special gift to be able to give someone. So even if it pushes you out of your comfort zone, I really encourage you to sit down with your mum, your dad, your neighbour, your grandparents and ask them genuinely, how are you and how are you coping with ageing? So that's step one, start the conversation. Tip two, have a plan. So this one's a bit more practical and I'll run you through what the different questions they're going to ask when they do your assessment. So as I mentioned at the beginning, you can either do this through the website or you can do it over the phone. And it just is up to you in terms of what you feel most comfortable with. But there's a series of questions that they will ask you based on them trying to determine your eligibility for care services. So really, they're trying to get a picture of you, what you currently need, what you're currently struggling with, what your health conditions are, what your social supports are. They're really trying to get a good picture of who you are and therefore what kind of care you are eligible for. So the first part of this that they'll ask for around is really your age. So this is the main eligibility requirement, I guess, well, the starting eligibility requirement. So it's available for anyone over 65 years of age, or if you identify as Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander, over 50 years of age. So that's the first pretty straightforward question that they would be asking. From here, the next question is, what do you need help with? And this can be one that probably more than any of the others I see people struggle with because it might be, it's a bit less black and white than some of the other answers. You can easily answer your age. You can easily answer if you've been to hospital in the last 12 months or if you've had any falls. But what do you need help with is a bit more subjective and sometimes people can struggle to answer that themselves. So this is where in the conversation you're having at the start, write a list, write a list of things that you identify you need help with, because whether you're doing it online or over the phone, this is the information they're going to want to know. So they're looking for things like, do you struggle getting out of chairs? How do you go doing your clothes, putting your clothes on? Can you do up buttons? How are you currently going with preparing your meals? 
Are you able to do your food shopping independently or is that becoming increasingly challenging? Do you still drive? Do you feel comfortable taking public transport? Do you have access to public transport near you? How are you coping with managing your bills? Do you look after your finances independently? How is your housework currently going? Can you do just light duties, heavy duties, none of the duties? How do you maintain your garden or your general home maintenance? These are all facets that they're going to want to ask and understand more about you. And I appreciate this can feel a bit intrusive, which is also why it's in step two of plan. If you've already kind of got these things in your head, you know what you're going to be answering for them and you know what you're going to be asking for and what things you're going to be identifying that you need additional support with. After they've gone through what you need help with, they'll focus probably more on current supports. So do you have a daughter that lives in the next suburb over that visits four times a week? Or are you completely socially isolated? Do you not have any children or anybody that can provide support? Do you rely on your neighbor to help you take the bins in and out every Wednesday? What supports are you currently accessing? Because they're trying to get a picture of what informal supports are there that will also supplement the formal supports that they give you. And the last one they'll normally touch on is around any kind of recent events. And that's in relation to any hospital admissions, any falls you might have had, any particular illnesses or recent diagnoses that you've received, and also any significant weight changes that you might have had. So these are all things to keep in mind when you're making your plan. So step two is plan, have this information ready to go before you even start. Tip three is a nice, simple one. So this one is have your cards ready. And by cards, I mean your identification. So typically they're going to want your Medicare card when you're first signing up for My Age Care. It'll be your Medicare card and they'll also want to know your address, your phone number and your email address if you have one. At this point, you can also nominate a representative, so a family member or a friend that can then also access your records on My Age Care as well. If you want to set up a representative, they will also need the representative's Medicare card number. So that's something to have ready, ready to go beforehand so you don't feel like you're fumbling around in between. Step four, and I think this is kind of ties in together all the things we've been talking about, but have a buddy. So whether that's a family member or a friend or even your doctor or a health professional, but have someone there with you while you call up or while you do the online assessment. It can be a bit intimidating and there's a number of questions that they will ask you that having someone there next to you to look to or help add information when they ask you know, when was it that you went to hospital and you can't remember if it was February, March or April, having somebody there to support you through the assessment is just a really nice way of making it a much easier and more supported process. And particularly if it's the same person that you've done steps one to three with, they'll be across all of that information as well and can really support throughout the assessment. And step five, which is really relevant for when you're doing the assessment, whether that's online or over the phone, but be honest. Again, it can be really hard to admit the things that you might be struggling with, but if you call them and say, oh no, I'm actually doing quite well, most things are fine, 
they will not progress the application any further. It doesn't matter if you're you're 97 years old and live on your own and don't have supports. If you say that you're coping okay, they will not continue with the assessment. So it's really important to have some honest, transparent conversations with them about things that might be getting harder. And that doesn't mean you don't have to say, I can't do my washing. It might be, I don't feel safe when I hang out my washing on the line, or I had a fall once out in the backyard when I was doing my gardening, and now I'm a bit scared of being out there on my own. It's not necessarily saying, I can't do this. It's just really exploring those things that you're having some difficulty with or things that are becoming increasingly challenging. So to wrap up our five tips, we've got one, have a conversation, have a family member or a friend or a health professional and have that conversation to start with. How are you coping with aging and what does that look like for you? Step two, have a plan. Sit down beforehand, write down all your answers. You know the questions they're going to ask now, so have that ready to go before you even start the assessment. Step three, have your identification cards on you, specifically your Medicare. Step four, have a buddy present while you do your initial assessment. So whether that's on the phone or online, have your buddy there. And step five, be honest, really as hard as you can. Try paint a picture of where you're at at this point in time. And it's not to say that you're not safe on your own or that you can't keep living independently, but what things do you feel you need help with? So that's our first quick tip episode. As I said, I will be releasing a worksheet with those different steps on it. So you'll be able to find that either over on our Instagram at The Truth About Aging or on our Facebook page at The Truth About Aging Podcast. We're on both of those platforms to have a conversation, to answer your questions and to really hopefully provide some guidance for you and your loved ones along this journey. Again, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I'm loving your feedback and your questions so far. I'm really excited and I keep saying that, but I am genuinely excited for the future of this and what we can do to support each other. So if you're enjoying it, please give us a follow, leave us a review. But most importantly, I look forward to speaking with you next week. Thank you so much. Bye.